This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. Thanks. Who are you? <laughs> How'd you get in my garage? <laughs> uh, you opened the door as soon as I drove up. Uh, like I, I knew you were in. coming. I am Jesse, to answer your first question. Second. Oh, I'm Kyle, and I knew you were coming because I have <laughs> superior brain power. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Since we both know that's not true, and before I <laughs> jump to topic too quickly, how are you? Feeling well. Yeah? Had a couple of good weeks. Good. In a row, which is nice. Yeah, that's solid. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, you, you got any news about our previous topics? Well, you posted something about time travel. Me? Which is always interesting. Yeah, well, I thought it was a fascinating, like, little research proof yeah. thing. Well, somebody was able to send photons according to them back in time what is a photon it's a light particle oh so this thing that we had talked about in our time travel episode right episode 1.01 <laughs> the, first the first one uh was i think we referenced it the grandfather paradox yes yeah uh, that's where you go back in time and you know what if you could go back in time and then uh murder your grandfather yeah and then you would never be born sure so that's the that's supposedly one of the problems with time travel. Yeah. But they did, according to them, uh, they did send the photons back in time, and they interacted with their old older self. Huh. Crazy, huh? Yeah. And it, uh, they dealt a lot with them. So the Einstein's theory. Um, how do I say this? So he he had hypothesized something called the closed timelike curves okay where the space-time continuum is warped by something incredibly dense with a, a huge mass of energy like a black hole yeah so that instead of time being a linear straight line mm-hmm. time is kind of the space-time continuum is folded like a piece of paper sure yeah and so you could just uh at some point you're closer you're closer hopping back to the past rather than going around you know all the way around the curve of the paper right yeah that's that's actually a really good analogy. I think that's the analogy you use. So you just poke through the two sides of the paper that are closest to each other, and now proof you're back in the past. Yeah. Instead of traveling traveling linearly linearly along the paper. Right. So that's been the theory. That was a theory that that uh, Einstein kind of. Oh, that's, theorized. I mean, that's essentially what they did with the the photons. Yeah. yeah but they, they were never able to. He was never able to, to prove it. You know, no. to actually experiment and, and prove it. And uh, as we've seen, I think this is the second time this season that an article or some research has come out proving one of uh, Einstein's hypotheses. Yeah. Real. I, it's uh, fascinating to me that you know such there's like so much in the history of science like, uh-huh. like i don't know rapidly developed science in the past like einstein's theories or or even like um what oh, what's his name i'm complete brain fart right there newton sure edison yeah like i mean t- take your pick though like any, Tesla. any of the old like <laughs> old scientists like old, bacon right no older plato uh, we're getting closer um michelangelo that's um, not it He's an artist. Me. He was an artist. He sculpted. He was scientific. Da Vinci. That's the one. Da Vinci. <laughs> Any of those things, though, like the theories like that were drawn or conceptualized like way in the past and then they've come to like come to light 
in our mm. lifetime or just previous to our lifetime. I think that's so fascinating that yeah. like people are still exploring ideas that are hundreds of years old and yeah. then finding them to be like true or more like more true than anybody ever expected them to be. It's right. just amazing. Yeah, and then uh, proving proving them to be actual or or disproving them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really nice. Yeah. Really cool. It's a good follow up. I like it. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe, it's more fodder for episodes for us in the future. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe it's time to revisit time travel yeah well i mean like there's been a lot of development on the hyperloop as well and uh, like i mean there there are a handful of other things we can explore uh-huh. that i think we should explore uh re-explore i guess is the the, the proper term yeah maybe time Maybe yeah, time. I think so. But like, I mean, we'll have a, a solid like month or two yeah. in the off season to figure that out. That's right. Our off season is coming. Yeah, this is the last episode of Murder Three. Yeah. But we're still gonna do. We have a review coming up. Well, yeah, we have one review, which I'm hoping to get Jimmy on the line for. Nice. That'd and be then cool. there may be a bonus episode. Oh, bonus! Yeah. And then we'll do our. Uh, have we talked about the off season? We talked about the best stuff, but nobody okay. nobody knows what we picked yet. Yeah. Because I, I I don't know about you, but I've not conclusively picked my no my I, episode my I favorite either. episode I haven't either and I've not gotten Jimmy's feedback about what his favorite episode is well if he doesn't get back to us we'll just pick pick one for him yeah we'll say this is Jimmy's favorite episode here you go we'll pick one that he wasn't in yeah <laughs> he really really enjoyed uh, that uh, telepathy episode <laughs> anyway th- th- those are our plans now you all know mm-hmm. so getting on to episode 21 murder 3 oh yes what uh, what are we talking about well uh talking about using our whole brains wait we don't already haven't you ever heard we only use 10 percent. 10 percent. yeah well what if we could use the other 90 that would be that'd be great do you think people would act as stupid as they do no no of course not no i think the hyper-functioning society if we all used all 100 percent. utopia oh my goodness covering so many (laughs) so many previous (laughs) topics no need for revolution right so we've heard, you've all heard the uh, hypothesis that we use 10% of our brains or, you know, or 20. I've, heard, I've heard 20. Whatever. Or a, 11. A, Somebody a, said a 11. surprisingly little percentage. Yeah. Of what's the, of it's the just mass. shocking. You think, well, what's the rest? What's the rest for? Why do we even have I, it? I don't know. Keeping us alive. It's like your appendix. Just beating our hearts. There. Yeah. Who knows? Protecting the 10% that's working. It's um, the other, the other 90% functionality is now in your, in your pocket. In the form of your phone, yeah. <laughs> just plug your just plug your phone into your head. Yeah. You screw the other ninety percent. So, what do you think? What do you think if we were able to unlock our our full brain potential? What might we be able to do? Well, well, I don't know about like your your exact research, but the amount of research I found that like referenced jovially, like take this take this supplement and you can use the other ninety percent of your brain. Oh yeah, seventy percent of your brain was it, it's just ridiculous the amount of products that are on the market to help expand mm-hmm. your brain potential. Okay, maybe it's time to lift the veil. No, 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 no. We gotta, we gotta keep this facade that okay. we don't really know. All right. Okay, all right. So what would you, what would you be able to do? I think you could. You might be able to telepathically communicate. Whoa. Maybe you could control objects around you. Man, this is like the key to all of the episodes we've done. Seriously, you could time travel. Whoa. I know. This is great. Goodness. What, I mean, like, what else? What else? Empathy? Oh, Maybe. well, no, there's nothing emotional in the brain, obviously. that That's oh, just insane. Oh, 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 sorry. Gone one too, uh, one too about, far. We only use 5% of our emotions. How did you know? Yeah. What about rapid information intake? Yeah, 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 like learning a language rapidly. Speed learning? Yeah, this is cool. Okay, okay, you're right. Like the, the moment's gone. All right, so, but we... 
this came up, I think, because of uh, a movie that we'd heard about. Yeah, did you yeah. ever get to watch it? No, I try as I might. I, did, I never got a chance. And I didn't even try. And, uh, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> sat down at two or three occasions to try to watch it, but yeah. my three-year-old was awake, and that's, I didn't. I don't know the content of the movie yeah, all so well, other than there's probably some violence in it. Mm-hmm. it tends to scare him. So, yeah. All my son would do would uh, point at the screen and scream. Black Widow, Black Widow, Black Widow. Because it's the only thing he relates Scarlett Johansson to, which is probably fine. But nonetheless, no, I did not watch the movie. But yes, we're talking about the movie Lucy right. with, with Scarlett Johansson. Yes, and other other there's other other ones too. Well, this is here. Here's the the synopsis I found. If okay. You, if you if you will proceed. The general story is that a college student studying abroad, Johansson, gets abducted by a gang in Taipei and is forced to carry a bag of drugs that they implant in her abdomen. When the bag starts leaking its contents, CPH4, based on a real molecule that pregnant women produce when, which the movie likens to a quote an atomic bomb for a fetus, end quote. The drug triggers rampant production of new connections between neurons, giving Lucy access to 90% of her brain that supposedly most of us never use. The explosive brain growth makes her superman, superhuman uh, and levitation, time travel, mind reading, learning Chinese in an instant, mentally controlling electronics, altering and generating new body parts, as well as high-speed car chases and fight-to-the-death scene. Wow. I know. So if we used 100% of our brain, we could have car chases and... High-speed car chases. Oh, high-speed. And fight-to-the-death. Cool. Growing I, new body parts sounds interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, and generating, like altering, altering your current body parts. Yeah. It's amazing. Like just the amount of control you can have with the power of your brain. Man, we should definitely pursue this seriously. So, uh, what's, what are some of the products that are out there to help me unlock my? Oh goodness! Like <laughs> I, the the thing is, is they all just sound like uh, they all sound so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I mean, every article I found that, like, it was really just making fun of the idea where it was like, they say we can only access 20% of our brains. Well, this drug lets you access all of it. Nineteen ninety nine for easy payments. <laughs> you know, it's it, absolutely ridiculous the amount of products on the market for this. But there, there are enough of them that we can make cliche jokes about it. Right. So a little less um, harebrained was the claim by MythBusters that we use thirty to thirty five percent of that, our brain. That's a ten, a solid ten to fifteen percent more than most people think. Yeah, that's great. Is any of this accurate though? Like, is it really only like ten to thirty five percent that we're using? doesn't seem like it um okay now now we'll really lift the veil no we use 100 percent of our brains you don't say yes that's just ridiculous i say but it is it is uh well given our discussion uh let's skip down to um how many people believe this myth oh <laughs> uh the michael j fox foundation did a study you know, he, he works with uh, parkinson's disease research yes so they wanted to know how many people believe this 10 percent brain myth yeah 65% of Americans believe that we only uh, use 10% of our brains. I'll bet you it's a 65% It's 65% of the population and none of them do any sort of research on brain activity. Uh, I was on Quora. You know yeah. Quora.com? My favorite website. Uh, this, so there is... I was actually researching the, the uh, Mythbusters episode. Yes, yeah. And they wanted, the core question was, what do neuroscientists think about the 35% claim? Uh-huh. And so they totally debunked that Yeah. Uh, through various methods, which we may discuss and may not. Sure. But all the other questions, you know how it tags you for... Uh, like you might be interested in this. Yeah, right. In this, all the questions. Were, that's all. It's part. Oh, why. how do I unlock all my brain? Well, if if this is true, like scientists say, no scientist says this. No, no, no. But there was nice there was easily though, four people. or five other 
threads, threads on yeah. Korra that that reference. Well, assuming this is true, then blah 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 blah. blah. I mean, at least they, at least even, they had the wherewithal to to say assuming this is true. But, but it's like, but you did, didn't do any due diligence to find out. They did if assume it was? it was true, which is the problem. They right. didn't. They didn't bother typing in. Well, and do that, I really only use ten percent of my brain? I'm for the amount of like awesome information there is on Korra. That mm-hmm. is like rampant well it's just opinions and I mean, it is like take I, it for what it is i mean occasionally you get the like the expert like the actual expert on a topic mm-hmm. uh, like and it, when i say occasionally like i mean there's a pretty high percentage i'm not going to throw a number out there because that's exactly <laughs> what we're complaining about but like there, there there's an abnormal abnormally high percentage of, i heard that 45 percent of statistics oh, are made up on the spot that's probably true <laughs> Two thirds. Oh, uh, you heard two thirds. Okay, yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Assuming two thirds is true. All right. Uh, but like, uh, there's, you know, there's all sorts of like really interesting answers and questions on Cora. And if you haven't gone, it's like it is the rabbit hole of information. But yeah. it is fantastic to see like intelligent, relatively intelligent discussion. Mm-hmm. It's a much better, much better place for idea sharing and in depth response to to prompts than facebook that's for sure mm-hmm. but or yes, you get, uh, yahoo you, answers we're right like i mean like the, and the, oh, really all, all it is is a stupidity. much a much better policed version of yahoo answers in my opinion yeah um, it seems to be more used there's always a lot more comments on it than absolutely and there's a you know there's more people mitigating because you know the user base can upvote or downvote answers mm-hmm. and they're pretty honest mm-hmm. which is fascinating but like regardless i mean like we we have deviated quite a bit because i'm you know i only use like 90 percent of my brain so oh that other 10 percent is for me to deviate to other things maybe we can just get rid of it yeah like maybe i don't need it i could weigh you know a a solid you know pound less pound i don't know how much the brain weighs it's not very much it's not uh i don't know i didn't actually uh Oh, that's a, that's curious. Now, now I have to look that up. I don't just know these things what you don't No, you're obviously not using your entire brain potential (laughs) I uh, I use my brain extension. Your phone? <laughs> or computer. Oh, that works. I, uh, three pounds. Auxiliary. This says three pounds. So you wouldn't be able to get rid of a pound. You're right. That's just a shame. Okay, maybe I only use uh, 66.666% of my brain. Mm. I can get a pound back that way. No. Why yeah. not? Yeah, I could. The math adds up. No. Ugh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've digressed here. Okay. So Mythbusters says 35%. Yeah. That's that's also not true. Shockingly a myth. Who knew? Hmm. They perpetuated this myth. They, they tend to do that. We were we were griping about this so now, pre-recording. Now people who think they're smart are, will say, did you know that it's actually not true that we use 10% of our brains? It's Mythbusters really 30, says 35%. 35%. Yeah, Mythbusters also says you can't bounce yourself out of an <laughs> articulating men lift. We all know that's not true. <laughs> I've seen that episode. I've seen that's that like episode, the and then I've seen I've seen the the life episode on YouTube of the idiot driving a lift over a bump and knocking his butt right out of his lift. Mm-hmm. They, their scientific method is not as scientific as I think uh, Discovery would like it to be. Plus, they, they you can't recreate all the every scenario, every scenario. and every variable. You can't, right. cannot. That's irregardless. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about the the inside joke there. Regardless, thirty five percent seems low. It's not 35%. No. It's 100. It's 100. All the time. Yeah. Not, that's not true. It's not all the time. It's not all the time. It's not every minute. No. But that's, the research I found is it's not all the time. You do use 100% of your brain, but like not every second of the day. Right. So we know this because there's a, a litany of reasons why, you know, logically, if you just thought about it for a minute or two, mm-hmm. you would say, oh, we, we're obviously using more than... 10%. Yeah. So, yeah, 10% is a gross mm-hmm. gross underestimation. Yeah. 35% is not gross mm-hmm. but still underestimating. So we know this because even minor brain damage has devastating effects on your 
on people's function and motor abilities and uh, yeah, right, cognitive. Yeah. That happened to my wife. My wife had a head injury and lost a lot of motor and verbal mm-hmm. skills for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I had brain surgery and they didn't even touch, well, in theory, any of my brain. They left all the good cells, right? They, they, only they took the left everything. They, they took the tumor out and they left everything good. And after I couldn't even, I couldn't walk. I had to relearn how to walk again. Mm-hmm. And if I only used 10% of my brain, you know, you'd expect to be able to touch up to 90% of it. Yeah. And uh, not lose any. Not lose anything. Anything. Right. No, no effects at all. But, uh, and since know, that wasn't the case, obviously. We know that that strokes and head injuries right. affect all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also research that, that shows that when a limb is removed, neighboring areas of the brain mm-hmm. uh, close in quickly on that unused, on that now unused brain matter yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, repurpose it immediately for new, for, you know, that controlling exactly other parts. That is exactly what I found in one of my articles. So one of, one of the articles that I found, um, which is like, it's really funny. The, the URL is actually thebestbrainpossible.com. Nice. Um, but what it says is that you already use 100% of your brain. And then it says, it also like has a whole portion of this article says, the, it's called the battle in your brain. And it's exactly that, is that mm. you, you know, if you have an unused section of your brain, the rest of your brain is immediately going to gobble up that extra. Those neurons. Yeah, yeah those, that, that, those neural paths get used again right away. Yeah, they're repurposed, which they're, is an yeah. awesome feature of the brain. Well, I, I think there's lots of things like that in yeah. in our bodies, That's but true. the brain is definitely, that I, I think, like the least understood, yeah. maybe, of, One other, of its function. Another thing is modern brain scans, uh, you know, improved technology mm-hmm. now shows us that we are using all of our brain. Right, all the yeah. neural pathways are active. All, not all the time. Unless they're damaged. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, there's like background functions of your brain. Housekeeping, they call it. No, main. What was the term? I didn't write this down. I don't know, but it's like it's the it's sustainability, house- the thing yeah. that keeps your heart pumping and all your that Heart crap. pumping, your yeah. your lungs breathing. Right. Other, other things happening in the background. Your subconscious. Yeah. And that takes up, I saw, I saw various estimates. Half, half of your brain function sure. is devoted to that. And the other half is... Uh, uh, arbitrary know, stuff. You know, yeah, random access, if you will. Sure, random access. Yeah, so memory. you just use, use it when you need it. Yeah. Kind of access this section. Yes. Uh, another part, uh, the misconception may have come from uh, scientists didn't know what a lot of the brain did for a long time. Mm-hmm. There was one researcher named Carl Lashley who removed large areas of the cerebral cortex in rats mm-hmm. and found that the animals could relearn other Hat tasks. Functions, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't know what the frontal lobe did, which is part of what he removed too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, that contributed to, well, we don't even know what this, this doesn't seem to do anything. So maybe we are using only 10% of our brain right. or at best we're not using our full. Well, I think that, that like, I don't know about you, but that's, that's where I would guess that myth came mm-hmm. about is that like, well, we removed like 10% of this or 30% of this mm-hmm. rat's brain and it could still do stuff. So obviously they only use 5%. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not obvious. Like yeah. the, the, the term that this article uses is neuroplasticity yeah. and it's the ability of the ability of the brain to change its physical structure and function based on repeated experience, behavior, and thoughts. Right. And there, so they, there's a know, whole article about it and I'll, I'll attach it, but there's yeah. not much in it. So your brain's going to try to, it's going to try to keep functioning even if it's been damaged. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, uh, it's no different than our senses, like picking yeah, up, like, exactly. you know, if you go blind, your hearing gets better and your like sense of touch gets better. Yeah, like, your awareness of those, of those senses improves. Right. To um, compensate. So, but we can't, the, the uh, communication problems with rats, uh, 
the limits our understanding of what they're actually experiencing. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. So we may observe no change in behavior, but that doesn't mean that they have limited, you know, that they have the same functionality that they had before. Right, exactly. So we know that, that now the frontal lobe in humans controls executive function, uh, like reasoning and uh, problem solving, yeah, planning, that kind of stuff. Uh, cognitive, like, reasoning and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah kind of the higher functions that we associate with uh, you know as with being smarts. specific to right, yeah. humanity yeah, other, yeah. rather than uh, the other primates or animals um from an evolutionary standpoint uh, a largely unused brain would be a detriment so yeah we'd have we'd have evolved out of our large brain size mm-hmm. if we didn't need it yeah completely um the, all that so the brain uses 20% in an adult. The brain uses 20% of the body's energy intake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that energy would be uh, beneficial to the rest of your did body. You, did you see the the rates when it's a baby or a child? Yeah, 50%. Was 60% as a baby. <laughs> I was walking out the door to come here today, and I was holding my baby, and I said, Clementine, did you know that you're diverting 60% of your body's energy intake to your brain? <laughs> Penny, did you know that you're diverting 50% of your body? <laughs> Mommy, did you know that you're using 20% of your body? <laughs> and she goes, oh, no wonder. <laughs> and and now here you are. And here I am, <laughs> repeating this story. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that, I, I think I watched the same video you yeah. did, clearly. There's and they a, compare that to 5% for rodents and dogs and 10% for monkeys. Right, yeah. So we're using a lot more of our energy for... For brain function, for brain function, and they. But they, this is all sourced from a. Did you did you say this was from a TED Ed video? Yeah, it is in there, but it's you know they're pulling from other sources too. Yeah, completely. That's just there's a really good like five and a half minute like animated yeah. TED Ed video that we'll, we'll post. That's from it's on YouTube. If but. you're only going to look at one source from this episode, that's probably the one. It's the easiest easiest summary of the entire topic, I think, yeah. as, as very, to why this very is very good, very concise. They've got some theories on where it came from. You know why right. it's been perpetuated. Well, I mean, like you. Like which you looked up, right? William uh-huh. James. Yeah, William 18- James. Late late eighteen hundreds. There was some uh, some writings before him, but he seems to be maybe the the main perpetrator. Sure. Of the perpetuator, perpetrator might not be the. Well, I, I don't know. He's. I think he's a perpetrator. I don't he's, know. He, it seemed like what he said might have been misconstrued. He never actually said well, we're not using our full brain. What did he say? His quote was, uh, "Most people don't use." their full potential or something like that or their oh, full well, mental yeah, capacity but, or they're yeah, not unless you unless you say full mental capacity it doesn't make any sense though you know but like, uh, it doesn't make any sense in regards to this but he didn't say that there's you know physically neurons that we're not using or uh, you know portions of the brain that are right. going dormant yeah uh, somehow that that i don't and i i couldn't find anything that that kind of delineated when that that uh, popped into popular consciousness and became a a thing that people repeat. Yeah. But, you know, Einstein was was credited with saying something like his greater mental capacity was due to the fact that he could use more than the typical 10% of the brain. Yeah. But, but he didn't I, even say that. Yeah. That doesn't sound like something that. Yeah. He, he was a, a harebrained man. So mm-hmm. he would say all sorts of crazy things. But like, that's a crazy scientific yeah, but thing. He, didn't, he wouldn't have said that. I don't think he said that. The source that I found that had that attributed to him said it was misattributed. Anyway, well, so. I mean, I think yeah. that, that, that really sums up where, where it all started. I mean, it sounds like it was all turn of the ni- 1900s. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the, um, the brain energy use thing, though. Oh, yeah. Um, cooking, cooking our food is one of the things that, that really contributed to our large brain size. Interesting. So there's a book called uh, Catching Fire, How Cooking Made Us Human. 
by Richard Wrangham. Uh, it was written in 2009. Huh. And he basically says that that's, that cooking is what separated us from other uh, primate species. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's definitely true. So we, and he, ha- he used some evidence um, based on his hypothesis that we, so he, what his hypothesis is, is um, cooking your food before you eat it. Uh, frees up more calories or frees you up to be able to use more of the calories in your food for for brain energy and brain development. Okay. And so uh, he said that if you cook your food, your gut gets smaller, you know, your digestive system can get smaller because it's not having to break down raw whole food. Yeah. And you just, you can take more of the calorie directly and use it, you know, Uh divert it to different parts of your body that need energy, i.e. the brain. Yeah. So he said, if this is true, we'd see in the evolutionary uh, process, we'd see smaller guts and bigger brains. Yeah. And in uh, Homo erectus, that is what he found, hmm. which is much it's earlier. curious correlation. Much earlier than we have uh, archaeological evidence of fire. But uh, the fire fire evidence kind of breaks down faster than yeah. other uh, fossil record. Yeah. So he's hypothesizing that, that Homo erectus 1.8 million years ago had fire and was cooking food. Hmm. So that it, I mean, it's is, interesting. is interesting. Like, well, just the just the mere fact that like brain function and brain size is related to just the the, the most like mundane, monotonous like thing that we do all the time, which mm-hmm. is cooking, mm-hmm. is so that's such a puzzling correlation. But it yeah. makes it makes sense yeah. when it's described as like the energy use that the brain consumes mm-hmm. and and caloric intake and all that stuff. Yeah. It's a very curious. Yeah, and basically, cooking gives your your digestive system a jump start on uh, right. getting the food and converting the food into energy. So. And I think it's he very, was very interesting. He might have been one of the first ones to kind of hypothesize that, yeah, and widely publish that idea. But mm-hmm. since then, it's it's sort of become common belief. I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago, unrelated mm-hmm. to my research for this, and they they referenced it kind of in an offhand manner, like, "Oh yeah, cooking was one of the things that separated us." Yeah, yeah. interesting because of the way it, it aids brain development. Uh, oh. So, like, I mean, in reality, I don't even think we need to ask our, our typical question of "Is this possible?" It it it's not. You're already using 100 percent of your brain. So, yeah. So, like, yeah. in the traditional, I mean, in the traditional sense of what we'd normally do, where it's like, "Well, is it possible to you know mm-hmm. utilize the other 80 percent of your brain it's like well you're already using it so yeah it's possible to yeah. but is, is there, it possible for it to like create a superhuman mm-hmm. super soldier super yeah. hero i think that it, no the, i don't think it is it's so attractive because because i think you want to believe that you have we want to believe that we have untapped potential yeah absolutely within us and that there's an easy way to get at it yeah, but uh, maybe not easy, but a simple like some simple solution. Yeah. Like, oh, all I gotta do is use the other eighty percent of my brain, mm-hmm. and the, I can get the, there. The TED Ed video that we've been referencing right off the bat calls out hucksters. Yeah, you know these hucksters wanted to use you know the, this myth to sell you more of their. Yeah, I mean, like, in, look at how many things are like there. Are, look how many self help books there are, and how many how many like just mental acuity, not even like capacity, mm-hmm. but mental acuity medications and supplements there are mm-hmm. like. Even people who aren't like agreeing with this assertion that there's 80% untapped potential potential are still trying to like sell products to, to help, I don't know, increase the capacity of your yeah. usefulness or, you know, improve memory or yeah. concentration. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I think those are all like, I'm not bashing self-help books. Like I, I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like productivity in general, like mm-hmm. the topic of, I like reading books about that, but I don't like it when they're, they're founded on a fundamental principle that you're inadequate already in some way, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that really made, made as much sense as it did in my head, but that's, that's essentially like really mm-hmm. irritates me. 
So yeah, like, like you this, have a deficiency, here's a way to fix what's wrong with you. Right, yeah. Like, oh, hey, let me point out this glaring, like, natural thing that's wrong with you yeah. that you had no no, you know, no you cause to. All you have to do fix is it. fix this, and you'll be fine. Right, and everything will be better. You'll be smarter, faster, stronger, better, etc. Yeah. Anyway, that's... So, clearly, like, at least at least in regards to what we uh, the, predicated this entire episode on, like, the, the movie mm-hmm. Lucy, that is not possible. No. It's not possible not. to use to increase your brain function with a drug or otherwise to, you know, learn or be able to fly, learn Chinese in five minutes or, you know, any of those things. Or maybe if you could actually uh, increase the capacity of your skull and you uh, hmm. to grow more. Well, that's curious. Matter. That's something I didn't look up. If you did increase the capacity of your skull, would your brain grow? I don't know. I didn't look that up. I didn't think about it till just this minute. No, me neither. So that's that's curious. That might that might spawn another topic later on, maybe <laughs> another discussion for another day. I think so. So, nonetheless, that's I think that's that's it, right? I think that's it. That's is that this, this, that was the end of Murder Three, right there. About wraps it up, man. I'm glad we had this talk. No, me too. This was good. It, this was, I mean, scientifically informative. This is exactly you, what we like about this. Uh, do you this count, format? Do you count yourself? Be honest. Did you count yourself among the sixty-five percent who uh, who believed this? Um, before we researched it, I'm I'm going to give you a long-winded answer if you don't mind. Please. Okay. So I always I always uh, consider myself to be a consummate skeptic. Mm. So when anybody throws anything out at me, I automatically don't believe a portion of it. Good. Could be anything. I'm just always skeptical. It's not my best quality. Certainly is a consistent one though. <laughs> So, so I wouldn't say I, I believed it, but I just kind of like, you know, I've heard it before and I, I think, well, yeah, sure. I guess that's possible. Like, mm-hmm. cause if you wanted to go into like muscle usage percentage, I would guarantee you that most people are not using a hundred percent potential of their muscle, <laughs> muscle ability, especially the youth, especially the youth that are walking around staring at their phones, trying to capture little cartoon animals. Um, but that being said, there's other functions of your body that you're not using, obviously not using a hundred percent of its full potential in. So, sure, like, I guess I would have given some credibility to it, but, like, I mean, my skepticism at pretty much anything the Mythbusters did was is pretty high anyway. So, you know, when they come in and conclusively say it's 35%, uh-huh. as if that's, like, the gold standard of what this science is, you know, two special effects engineers are going to totally prove, yeah. you know, neuroscience to everybody because that, that's their jobs. I watched an excerpt from it, and they actually had a neuroscientist on it. That validated that data? He didn't. So they had him on and they interviewed him and he was just talking about the areas of the brain and the brain function. But Oh, so he was talking generally and they mm-hmm. extrapolated that generality mm-hmm. and made it specific. I think so. That sounds just like that. So I don't think he... I, I'm pretty sure he would have come on and said, no. No. But they didn't ask him. Anyway, so <laughs> lo, lo, long, uh, long answer short is that, uh, yeah, I'm sure I heard it and went, okay, sure, I could see that being possible, but I didn't... I didn't really go yeah yeah 10 percent. we only use 10 percent. yeah because like i mean i don't know about you but i i've also heard we didn't bring it up at all in this topic really but i've also heard that like oh well men only use 10 percent. women yeah. use 20 nah, i haven't heard that oh, i've heard that a couple of times and i thought i thought wow man if that's a quality it's best right there so i my skepticism was already high about whether or not that was true yeah. i don't think i would have thought 100 we we do use 100 percent I think more here. Here's I think what like retrospectively what I think my perspective was is like okay sure we only use ten percent of our brains the other ninety percent is to the like passive functionality of your body that's probably I think that's okay. more what I would have thought yeah is that like it's a little more logical 
Yeah, is that I don't believe that it's just sitting there completely unused. It's used. It's just passively used. It's what mm-hmm. keeps your heart pumping and your muscles moving and, you know, your response to things like heat and like maybe some cognitive. Yeah. Some cognitive things like, you know, like for you to like evaluate, hey, that's probably hot. Not instinctually just stay away from it. But so that's, even, that's as but far as I that can theory, go with it. I mean, you wouldn't be able to reallocate that. No, like, how, no, no, no. It's like that would be like defragging your brain, mm-hmm. which I mean, like that would be an interesting topic, I think. In the future, if we were ever going to revisit this topic, because there's not much to revisit with this, but is there a way to like if create efficiency in your you know non cognitive brain function, like you you know the thing that keeps your heart beating and your muscles moving and you know you know hunger pain and all that stuff, like all those things that attribute to like completely passivity on you on your part for the most part, could you like defrag quote unquote defrag your brain, compress those all into one little spot and then right uh, and like and I don't don't know increase the increase your cognitive percentages i think we're uh we're attributing we're we're making the brain a hard like drive a, like a hard drive and yeah it, it isn't really it would just be interesting it'd be an interesting yeah i mean if if we do a little ancillary research and it it comes up with nothing then i won't no love lost but cool i think it'd be fun interesting theory though yeah so this i mean like the next episode you guys all hear is uh the review of the review. these last three scientific episodes which I, i've personally i've been rejuvenated yeah, this is more. This is way better than much more. Uh, what impossible things podcast was founded on? Yeah, the, this was what the founders intended. <laughs> <laughs> so I think after that, you you'll either hear a bonus episode and then three or four or five review episode or uh, re rebroadcasted. Let's call it rebroadcasted reruns. I lo- I see. I love the term rerun, and everybody always gets all. <laughs> you can't negative. call it a rerun. It's kind of negative. Yeah. Repost, re republish, retransmit. I'm, you'll hear old ones. <laughs> You're gonna hear three or four old ones. Yeah, uh, that'll it, be fun though. The, they'll be, be deliberate great. favorites of ours though, yeah. so it's not like it's just random. Oh, we're just gonna pick this one out of the blue. It'll they'll they'll be a reason behind it. Are you maybe, gonna Are you gonna record a little uh, introduction to? I was yours? gonna say maybe if the if if we're really on top of it, we can each record a little introduction to why we picked that one again. But yeah, we'd have to really be on top of it. So. Yeah. It would be pretty easy just to post old ones. It would be. It'd be a little more difficult. To, we'll well, anyway, to, you'll we'll, see. We'll see. Yeah, you'll we'll, see. What we'll see what comes up. You, you'll hear it. But like, there will still be an episode posted every Monday, um, and we will we'll mark the ones that are rebroadcast. You won't have to guess. But uh, nonetheless, thank you for listening again for this entire season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially it. if you stuck with us through the really rough episodes that we we aren't very we aren't as proud of as uh, <laughs> as these last three. Yeah, politics will be something we uh, steer clear of. I think that's going to be a huge avoidance in the future. Yeah. I mean, US breakup was a good one because that's a That was a good that, one. that's a legitimate impossibility possibility discussion. You know, that might be one of my favorites. Really? We're going to you're going to air a two-parter as your I don't know if I'd air a two-parter. Oh no. You might have to pick your favorite parts and re-edit that. I don't know. I don't know if I will. Maybe I just air part one and then leave him on a cliffhanger. And yeah, make him go back and get part two. That's a good idea. You guys are hearing how we manipulate the audience. That's pretty solid. It's fantastic. All right. So yeah, like that. That's those are our summer plans. I mean, despite the fact that it's July is over, mm-hmm. these are our summer plans, people. That's it. And then we'll start season two, September Oops. probably. Not two. No four. Oh, season four. Goodness. Gosh, man, you're knocking us getting, back two years. Behind myself, I'm like a photon. <laughs> nice. Oh, a photon through a folded piece of yeah. paper. <laughs> Uh, or space time. A, a bartender said, we don't serve your kind in here. A photon walked into a bar. Ah, nice. <laughs>
It's a good time travel joke. <laughs> anyway, expect expect some good things from season four, like probably some rehashes of old topics, I would think. Like there's there have been some leaps and bounds developments in, in time travel, surprisingly, mm-hmm. and in uh, but in you know, traveling. There's there's a there's a piece of science uh, scientific technology that I that we we mentioned and referenced quite a bit because it was like brand new at the time that it actually is getting into its permanent beta test. There's a section of highway that is the getting... Loop. No, there's a section of highway Not that's getting loop. solar freaking roadways. Oh, uh, yes. So uh, we may do a whole topic on solar freaking roadways. I'm so freaking stoked. Oh, man, so excited. So that's... Solar freaking roadways has a lot of freaking detractors. So oh, Yes, but it has a lot of freaking benefits. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk about that. Hopefully, Jimmy will be here for that one because he really liked that topic too. He so, likes that kind of stuff. I do too. Yeah. No, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a good season four. I'm, uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so jazzed. Yeah. The fall is going to be great, guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. Impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.